rumor has it. Motao Zushi Fan Fiction Written by Lan Read by God of Laundry Baskets Did you hear? Hong Guangjun and Wei Wuxian are in the area. The teacup stills in midair, stalled as a hand holding it is distracted by the talk, just one partition down. The restaurant is one of those run-of-the-mill things, a family-run establishment, maybe two, three generations in. The wood is old and somewhat cheap, the walls plain. So really, the acoustics of private conversations is clearly far from the owner's concern. Wei Wuxian? Yingling Laozu Wei Wuxian? comes another voice from the other table. Do you know of any other Wei Wuxian? Of course that Wei Wuxian! The person in question, Wei Wuxian, that is, clears his throat just one table down. Of course, in a room full of people, this does not draw much attention and the men on the other table continue with their conversation. So, what they say is true. The Yi Ling Patriarch has returned. If you believe the news from La Ling, says the first voice, then looks like it. The news from La Ling, scoffs the third voice, this time a woman. Who knows what we can believe these days, I spent all these years thinking I know all there is to know about that man. Then suddenly, what? He is cavorting with Hong Guang Jun, as though they were not mortal enemies in a past life. Just how are we to know who is on which side anymore? Murmurs of assent go around the table, and Wei Wuxian, used to these silly things and nasty accusations, just huffs a humorless laugh and shakes his head. His eyes look up to the person sitting across from him. Sure enough, the esteemed Hong Guang Jun's face is a picture of calm. The Wei Wuxian can see that his companion remains tense and alert. Nan Zhang, says Wei Wuxian, voice soft, so only the two of them can hear. He gives the other a smile that he hopes is appeasing. Don't mind them. I'm used to this, remember? No less unpleasant, says Lama Ji. Stilted though his words may be, Wei Wuxian has known him long enough to recognize how displeased the other is with the conversation going on over on the other table. Wei Wuxian does not reply, leaving things at that. After all, he would never tell Lama Ji what he should or should not feel. And in truth, every time the other shows his loyalty to Wei Wuxian like this, Wei Wuxian feels a warmth in his chest that is too pleasant to question. If it is a feeling that comes to him more often these days than any other time he can remember, well, that is neither here nor there. That's not even all I have heard. Some time has already passed, and for the most part, they have drowned out the rest of the conversation from the other table. The words just came at a rather opportune time. 
during a brief lull in the room, that Wei Wuxian's ears perk at hearing the intriguing opening. My cousin, as you know, works at the Jin sect, and apparently strange rumors are going around their place even though the leaders are keeping things quiet. What rumors are ye? Even Lama Ji's expression turned serious at this. They are always on alert for strange rumors, for they could always lead to an investigation or a potential night hunt. They say... There is a pause, long enough, perhaps, for the speaker to pull the others in or look around for eavesdroppers. Not that it would be of any use, given the restaurant's partitions. They say, says the second woman, her voice lower now, that Hong Kong Jun and Wei Wuxian are already cultivation partners. The tea, Wei Wuxian, is just drinking promptly goes down the wrong pipe. He chokes, hand slamming down on the table in his surprise, and for some time, all things are forgotten as he just spends the time regaining the ability to breathe. After wheezing, he opens tearful eyes to a sea of white, for sure enough, Lao Ji has risen from his end of the table to lean over and rub Wei Wuxian's back. I'm fine, I'm fine, he tells him, though his voice still comes out pinched. Cough, says Lao Ji. He does not move, his hand a steady weight on Wei Wuxian's back as he encourages the other to clear his airways. Wei Wuxian sucks in a breath and releases a few more loaded coughs. I'm fine, he repeats, and this time he sounds more convincing. But they seem to have already caused a ruckus, because the conversation from the other table has stopped. Ah, uh, I think we ought to go, Lan Zhan. It's an easy decision to make. The last thing they want is for the other table to peek in and recognize them, and they do not want to cause a scene. They leave after that, dinner all good and done, and their checks settled with extra, as is Lama Ji's want. The streets of Laoling greet them on their way out, at least what humble crowd it keeps that time in the day. They are, yet in the similar villages in the outskirts of the main city, just passing by. And here, the people are fewer, and the lamps even less so. Well, they prefer it that way anyway. Mama Ji has always preferred peace, and he dislikes crowds. And while Wei Wuxian is the more outgoing one between them, much has changed since their carefree days in Gu Su. The Yi Ling Patriarch is still a title that he carries with him, and it comes with heavy baggage, regardless of recent events. Who knows how long his legacy will continue on for, when it has already survived for nearly two decades. Do not take it to heart. Wei Wuxian looks up, pulled out from his thoughts. Huh? Lao Ji stands a few steps back. A nearby lamp softly lights his face with its golden glow, the pristine white of his robes making him stand out from his more humble surroundings. 
Not that it is the village's fault, thinks Wei Wuxian, for the esteemed Hong Kong Jun would stand out even amidst all the golden Lanling. What they said, says Lan Waiji. The rumors. Forget them. Oh, those! Wei Wuxian laughs, loudly and cutting through the evening quiet. <laughs> oh, Lan Zhan! Come on, that didn't bother me. He makes a show of it by laughing again. Never mind that Lan Waiji is not laughing with him. He seldom does anyway. Distracted as he is with deflecting, it takes a while before another thought settles. When it does, though, it silences the laughter from Wei Wuxian's mouth. Did... He begins to say, although, for some reason, the words get stuck as though he is still choking. It clears his throat. What about you? Did that conversation bother you? He is not sure why his voice shakes. Then again, lately, it seems like he is not sure of a lot of things. Ever since he and Lama Ji met again after their parting in Gusu, a parting he used to tell himself was not as long as some sleepless nights made it feel, he has not settled with the same ease and closeness as they used to have. It is as though something unsettled hangs between them, but what that something is, is something Wuxian is still racking his brain for. Maybe that less stubborn part of him is right. When they met again, maybe he should have just been honest and hugged Lama Ji tight like he wanted, told him how much he missed him and how lonely and boring the days had been night hunting without Lama Ji by his side. Maybe then it would not feel as though every time he looks at Lama Ji, Something is lodged in Wei Wuxian's throat, like a secret, clamoring to be let free. I am not bothered. Lan Waiji answers. Wei Wuxian releases a breath he did not even know he held. So, then, you see, all is fine. Hmm. They continue walking. Ji, all tall and proper, Wei Wuxian, beside him, kicking up dust and stray pebbles. It's a comforting enough walk that Wei Wuxian relaxes into it as time passes. Last time I checked, you are still at the top of the esteemed bachelors of the cultivation world, he finds himself saying. Ji hums. Mm, I do not pay attention to those. I used to, shares Wei Wuxian, reminiscing about his youth. Zhang Zhang will deny it, but he did too. It's fun knowing those things anyway, and it's good for the ego. Wei Ying's ego did not need any more feeding. Wei Wuxian grins. Sure it does. Ji makes another noise. Could even use being starved for a few days. This time, Wei Wuxian outright laughs. It's a good, honest, and healthy laugh, 
the kind of thing he made often in the far past, but one only Lama Ji seems to get out of him ever since waking to this new life. Laja! Laja! What an awful thing to say! To think! I used to celebrate it when you teased me, but I don't think I'll be doing that anymore. He says it in good cheer, though, and Lama Ji knows that well enough without him having to explain it. More and more does the air between them ease, so the smile stays on Wei Wuxian's face. He still does not know what makes him ask it. Say, Lanzhen, have you ever thought of settling down with someone? The words were out before Wei Wuxian could think to filter them. Lanwei Ji does not immediately answer, so Wei Wuxian scrambles to explain. I mean, you can't help what people gossip about, right? You're too famous, and you are at that age when people really wonder. I know Gu Su has all these rules that forbid having sweethearts and lovers you don't intend to marry, so I don't know if you even have... This time, Wei Wuxian catches himself. Realizing what he is just about to say, he immediately closes his mouth, cutting himself off. Awa Ji, though, of course takes notice. He slows down and looks at Wei Wuxian. If I have ever what? he asks. Ah. Uh. At first, he is able to meet that gaze, but like the traitors they are, Wei Wuxian's eyes slide down before he can help it. They settle on Lama Ji's lips, the question of the other's prior experiences, if there had been any, at the forefront of his mind. Who knows, after all? Wei Wuxian was dead for sixteen years, and life went on for Lao Ji in all that time. A myriad of things happened to Wei Wuxian then. He is struck by the idea of Lao Ji kissing someone. Struck, that is, by the realization that he absolutely does not like that before he can remind himself how inappropriate it is to feel in any way proprietary over another person, he is then struck by the idea of Lawaji and kissing, in general, that is, what it's like to kiss him. Wei Wuxian looks away and blurts out the first thing he can think to say. Cultivation partners! Wait. Maybe that is also a bad idea, but never mind. If you ever thought about it, I mean, but your sect founder was famous for his story of finding his own cultivation partner, right? So surely it is not so foreign an idea for you guys. <laughs> he ends with an awkward laugh. He then clears his throat and walks ahead. Unexpectedly, how answers behind him. I've thought of settling down. Something thumps in Wei Wuxian's chest, making him stop walking. He turns around surprised. Not hurt, because why would he be? By the admission. You have? Hmm, long time ago. Footsteps crunch quietly against the dirt road, 
and in no time Mawaji is standing near and facing Weiwushin. His presence warms the cooling air of the evening around them. Weiying, he says, voice low and steady, in that way Weiwushin knows all too well. Earlier, what did you really mean to ask me? Wei Wuxian's mind is in turmoil. His face heats at the remembrance of where his earlier thoughts had been, but mixed with the revelation of Lan Ji having considered to marry. Who? When was this? At least once in his life, it is all a confusing mix of conflicting things. I guess I... He was about to say... I have never thought about it myself, but would that be true? He might not have thought about it in those exact terms, but what difference is there between what cultivation partners are and, if he's being honest with himself, what he wants twice, three, or maybe many other times, envisioned for himself? And the man standing in front of him. Ah, Jean, as you know, as strange as it sounds, I have been dead for almost half of my life. I am supposed to be the same age as you, but does it even count if I was not alive for much of those years? He looks down at his foot, carving odd patterns on the dirt. So, I just wondered if you have... I mean, it might come as no surprise, but I haven't even kissed anyone before. Something in the other's silence makes Weiwushin look up. Sure enough, there is an odd expression on Lanwaji's face. What? asks Weiwushin. I did not say anything. No, but your face did. You are surprised. This time, Mawaji's face twitches, as though suddenly conscious of whatever it was showing. Weiwushin huffs at him. I will have you know, Hong Gongjun, that I am a man of honor. I do not go around giving kisses to all and sundry, and I am both curious why and offended that you think so. Wei Ying is a flirt. Says Lan Ji, deadpan. Flir flirting is just flirting. It doesn't mean doing. Hmm. This time... There is a hint of amusement in Lawa Ji's tone. It is contagious, too, so even though he pretends to still be offended by him, Wei Wuxian's lips also cannot help but lift in mirrored mirth. The street has grown deserted in the time that has passed, so that as soon as they suddenly stop speaking, the quiet settles around them. The evening breeze blows around them, their robes billowing as it passes. Ji's hair dances with light around his face, and once again, Weiwushin wonders. Aja, what about you? Ji's voice is soft as his eyes look back at Weiwushin 
What about me? Have you ever kissed anyone? Thought of kissing anyone? Deathly curious, but also anxious of what the answer could be, Wei Wuxian holds his breath. Kissed? No. Says Lan Ji. Wei Wuxian quietly releases his breath. Thought about it. Wei Wuxian blinks up at him. Yes? Yes. It takes a while for that to sink in. Wei Wuxian blinks again. Yes? There's a slight tilt to Lama Ji's head when he speaks again. I answered. Yes, but... Lanjian, you've been holding out on me! His heart is racing, though he does not yet understand why. Wei Wuxian forces out a big smile. How come I have never heard of this before? Am I not your closest friend? Is it anyone I know? Lama Ji looks at him, looks at him for a long time, and Wei Wuxian thinks he has seen that look before. A time many years ago returned to him, one where the two of them are sitting in front of a fire in Huan Yu's cave, and he had been teasing Lao Ji about liking Mian Mian. At the time, he had known it wasn't true, and so really he was just teasing Lao Ji. The look on Lao Ji's face then looks much like it does now. After some time, Lao Ji just looks away with a near imperceptible shake of his head. What? Wei Wuxian asks after him when the other begins walking again. He pulls Lan Ji by the crook of his arm. What is that look for? Don't tell me you actually like somebody. We are so close. How come you never told me? I am really disappointed, Lan Zhan. Wei Wuxian likes teasing Lan Ji. This is no secret. This has been apparent for anyone to see since the moment the two young cultivators met. But, for some reason, nowadays, when Wei Wuxian teases Lan Ji with things like this, girls whom he likes, the many admirers who follow him with their eyes, a sharp, heavy thing scratches at his chest, making a once entertaining habit feel... decidedly... Less so. You are so dense, says Lan Ji. What? Wei Wuxian pulls on the other arm again. I really don't know what you mean. Think. Wei Wuxian huffs and kicks at the dirt for good measure. Ah, yeah, you and your riddles again. Just tell me. I think Wei Ying knows. Nanwaji faces him fully then, and it could be a trick of the light. But something on the otherwise ethereal face looks exasperated and pained. Steady eyes bore into Wei Wuxian's. Everyone else seems to know. The breath stills in Wei Wuxian's chest. Oddly, 
It is Yang Chang's voice in their youth that suddenly rings in his head. Wei Wushen, you are pretty close with Lan Ji these days. You may as well be a Lansect disciple. And then, Zhe Wu Jun. I hope that Master Wei would not be so overly focused on himself that he hurts those who care most about him. Even Su Zhui. You and Hong Guang Jun, you are very much alike. Everyone else seems to know. If he's being honest with himself, the idea is not completely new to Wei Wuxian. He considered it once or twice, even in his old life. Whether what affinity he felt for Lan Waji was really just the kind of fondness one harbored for a friend, even one who was a brother in arms and an equal in all things. If one had that friend, one trustworthy, and who understood you even better than you sometimes did yourself. If there was no one else like that friend, and if you sought their company like you did no one else's, could one still call that just a friend? What even makes someone more than a friend? The answer comes to him now, in the flickering lights. Once, his dear Shi Jie asked him whether he thought Lan Ji was as handsome as Wei Wuxian. He did not even think twice before he told her then, More handsome! And he is. Lan Ji, Hong Guang Jun, is gorgeous, fully deserving of his title, and of this there has never been any doubt. But what used to just be healthy admiration, and Wei Wuxin being comfortable enough in his own skin to admit if another man is more attractive than he is, this time, looking at Ji stirs something else in him, something less friendly and innocent. Looking at Ji these days makes Wei Wuxin nervous, excited and awkward in equal parts, and he has never really allowed himself to think much about that, until now. Looking at Lan Ji now, he is beautiful, in a way even Wei Wuxian struggles with words to describe. His light-colored eyes make shivers run up Wei Wuxian's back, and the line of his lips are naturally an alluring curve, soft and warm-looking in the chill evening air. Wei Ying. Those lips move around his name, and, oh, impossibly, it even gets so much better. They curve up slightly into a soft smile, one that Wei Wuxian follows up again to Lan Ji's eyes that look at him fondly, comfortable and familiar. Have you also thought of someone? That smile, small though it may be, is what gives him courage. Lanwaji is still Lanwaji, after all. Despite that, they have not seen another in so many months. If perhaps those months just helped settle something in Wei Wuxian that had been brewing for what feels like so many years, well... They would just have to ride that through, as they have done for even worse things. 
There is someone, he admits, and this time his own lips stretch into its old, playful smile. What I think about, but I do not know what they would say if I ask. Do you think they will agree if I ask them? Something in Nawaji's eyes light up in answer to Wei Wuxian's smile. Ask them what, he says, to kiss or to settle down. Wei Wuxian gravitates towards him without even noticing, not until he is standing so close to Lan Waji that their breaths mingle in the cold air. His voice is still playful, but it trembles all the same. Maybe first to kiss? His answer comes first, with Lan Waji's gaze sliding down to where Wei Wuxian's lips are cold, parted, and waiting. Nawaji moves then, those lips finally descending, but it is as though Wei Wuxian registers it all happening in some heightened, hyper-focused state. His own eyes home in and see those lips coming to him so painfully slowly, even though in waiting his own lips start to itch and tingle. He bites them to keep himself in check, but Lamaji makes a noise, and Wei Wuxian does not last. He closes that final gap, surging up and latching on, lips pressing against lips as his arms wrap around Lamaji's neck. Gods, the heat of it. Wei Wuxian is not so pure. He was a healthy boy growing up, with money to access things healthy boys liked to look at in their early days. But nothing, he knew, could compare to the potency of this first kiss. He is pressed against Lamaji so that they form a warm cocoon, and his lips are hot against Wewushin's. At first, they were just innocently pressed together, sharing breaths, but gradually they figure things out, lips part, slide together, and drowning Wei Wuxian's mind blinks out for these long, blissful moments when he tastes the sweetness of a deepened kiss, and he holds on tightly. They part eventually after what feels like hours. Wei Wuxian can even believe it as he looks up at Lama Ji's flushed cheeks, his beautifully reddened lips and his eyes that gaze down at Wei Wuxian, as though he has just brought down the moon and the stars from the heavens. Next question. Warm fingers brush the hair out of Wei Wuxian's face. He leans into that hand, irresistibly drawn to its warmth, even as he tightens his arms that have wrapped around Lan Ji's waist. Hmm? Earlier, you said, to kiss is just the first. It takes a while before the pieces fall together for Wei Wuxian. Who can blame him when his brain is still blissed out from that brilliant kiss? Eventually, though, he gets it. Ah. His arms could not have tightened any more around Lama Ji, 
which Wei Wuxin mourns, because he would dearly like to be able to do so. Here is the man who has grown so precious to him, so important to him, who stayed with him and remained faithful to him even after his death. Awaji has never even been kissed before this, which, for someone as beautiful as he is, is almost a crime. Wei Wuxin would be a fool not to claim him, wouldn't he? And who would not want to live a life with someone as perfect as Lan Waji? When he does claim him, Wei Wuxin will make sure to kiss Lan Waji every day, as he is meant to be kissed, lovingly and devoted, as Lan Waji has always ever been with Wei Wuxin. Hong Wang Jun, he says. He meant for teasing, but his voice comes out just breathless and odd as he looks at the beautiful man before him. Lan Jean, will you settle down and be cultivation partners with me? Sometimes, having been born with great gall can truly be a blessing. He is rewarded for it again when he finds himself kissed again, and it is no less spectacular the second time around. Yes, Amaji wraps Wei Wuxin in an equally snug embrace, and Wei Wuxin is truly tempted to stand just like that till morning, but Amaji is not done yet. Not sure about settling down. Might be impossible for Wei Ying. Too much energy. Wei Wuxin laughs. It bubbles within him with pure delight, because not even all the evils of the world can mar this moment for him. Plus, on second thought, maybe he can get used to a teasing Lao Ji. Ah, Lan Zhen, Lan I'll show you energy. Just you wait. The end. Thank you for listening.